Infante Jr. Base, Inglaterra. Christopher Noble Ingrazia. Paul Inella. Stephanie Veronica Irby. Douglas Jason Ergang. Kristen Irvine Ryan. Todd Antion Isaac. Eric Hans Espronson. Taizo Ishikawa. Walid Joseph Iskandar. Irami Iskardanian Jr. Infante Jr. Ace Ingleterra. Christopher Noble Ingrazia. Paul Inella. Stephanie Veronica Irby. Douglas Jason Ergang. Kristen Irvine Ryan. Todd Antion Isaac. Eric Hans Espronson. Taizo Ishikawa. Walid Joseph Iskandar. Irami Iskardanian Jr. Hello. Hi. So we wanted to come do a recording today, just kind of for September 11th, kind of in tribute to this day or in memory of this day. So we thought we'd just kind of share each of our experiences. They were both pretty different. And then just kind of talk about it. Um, I think it's important for people to talk about it and remember it and we get so focused I think on unimportant things these days <laughs> with social media and everything and it's just something that's really important and I think it needs to be remembered. So you can share yours first Scott because it's a lot shorter than mine. Yeah, when it happened I was in fifth grade in elementary school and if I remember right my school didn't actually tell us anything. If anything, I believe they said maybe that something had happened and that was about the gist of it. And I mean, it was elementary school, so I don't know what else they would have done or should right. have done. Yeah. But I, I just remember going home and my parents were watching watching the news that day. And I'd, I mean, I was young. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. I knew it was something, you know bad and I knew it was big I just I was too young to really understand the gravity of it yeah so here's where we show our age because I was a freshman in high school Scott is five years younger than me I was in band if you're ever in band at the end of the class it's not very uh, quiet room so when the principal came over the intercom and explained what happened none of us were paying attention because we were freshmen in high school and we were in a loud room and couldn't hear anyway so I went to my next class and they just kind of we were asking questions and we were talking about it but I didn't get to watch the news or anything until I went home that day I know my mom tried to take me out of school she tried to come get my brother and I from school but they t told her she could not that she couldn't but I guess they just discouraged it because they didn't want all the kids to go home so I went home and I just remember watching the news for days. And I grew up in a very political family. I grew up very involved in local politics. Just coming off of an election year, you know, the year before, so we were very involved in campaigning. So I was already very into politics. I feel like it's a big part of who I am. I've always been that way. So. I, I was really in, wanted to know what was going on and I wanted to watch the news even though I was 
you know, 14 years old. But the biggest part for me is that my senior year, three years later, we, in the fall, or in the summer, end of summer, went to New York City for the Republican National Convention um, when Bush was running the second time. And we went to Ground Zero. My parents set up a, a, not kind of a tour, just... We went up in a building that was right next to Ground Zero, so overlooking it, it was kind of one of the, you know, four or five buildings around this hole in the city, and we met with a guy whose son was a firefighter, and he died that day, and he just kind of recounted the day from his perspective, and I was 18 when we did this, my brother was 13, and so that's just something... In at 18, I obviously was very capable of understanding the severity of the situation and, and understanding this guy's loss and understanding what had happened to America and, and just all of it. I, I will never forget that trip. Um, I will never forget standing there. I will never forget that man. I'll never forget any of it. And so hearing his story while looking at ground I mean my mom was just bawling her eyes out which is fine but it was just such an emotional thing and something uh that made a huge impact on my life I think it made a, a huge impact on kind of solidifying just my passion for politics and my passion for caring about what's going on in the world because it matters and it was kind of the first September 11th was the first thing like that that in my life that happened and that I understood what was happening and that was a big deal and you know now I think we're so oh what's the word we're you know used to it we just hear shooting and it's not even a big deal anymore desensitized yes desensitized that's the word you know we just hear things and we see things every single day and it's just not a big deal anymore, but it should be a big deal. It is a big deal. And so, um, you know, when we were there, it had been a couple years later, but it just looked like a construction site. They hadn't started even building, you know, the new tower that's there that wasn't even in the plans yet. And there were still buildings surrounding it besides the building we were in that had windows that were broken and had, you know, construction up. They were still fixing the sides of those buildings. So it's just very sombering. <clears throat> um, my dad actually was able to go to, to New York for work shortly after September 11th. And he I remember he just brought back pictures, because this was a time before iPhones, of the fence it, that was the fence that's around was around Ground Zero at the time before they obviously built the new memorial and the new tower. And it just was like a grave site. You know, people obviously bringing flowers and posting pictures and memorializing people that they lost and so some of that was still there when we were there years later it wasn't as much but I'll just always remember it and it's something that made a big impact on my life and I hope I don't experience anything else ever like that in my life but yeah it made a big impact on me the ramifications of that are still being felt today. Right. And I, I mean, I, I still remember seeing the pictures, you know, of President Bush being told, the guy whispering in his ear that 
what had happened because he was at a school, you know, reading books to children. And I remember, I remember the picture of the people falling out of jumping, well not falling, jumping out of the towers because they didn't, they weren't going to be able to get down. And I remember just pictures of people on the streets in New York and just all of it. And so every year I try and, you know, watch the news. If even for a minute, just, you know, they do the, the reading of the names at ground zero and I think it's really important and for those you know like I said we can get so caught up in our own lives or just stupid things silly things on social media but there's so much more important things going on and especially today I think it's important to stop and take some time to remember those that were lost and those that lost their lives trying to save other people and especially those of the first responders a lot of the first responders who even lived through it are still fe- are dealing with the uh, fallout, I guess, from that. Right. There was. It's been a while since I've seen anything about it, but I know a lot of the people who are digging through the rubble, vo- even volunteer works and everything else, ended up with cancer from the something or other, or radiated something or other down there. Mm-hmm. Well, and even just the PTSD of the situation, you know, and even and it's important to also note. It's not just the two towers, you know, the Pentagon was hit that day. The plane, Flight 93, went down in Pennsylvania. So the ramifications, it was just such a huge, excuse me, just such a huge attack. I think it's just important to remember 9-11. Everything about it, everything that happened afterwards. Yeah. It's not something we as a country should forget. getting ready for a job interview in New York City. I grew up in the suburbs, and I remember looking out my bathroom window at a clear blue sky and telling myself how great of a day it would be as I put my tie on. I had to go to a meeting up in Midtown. And I was on my way to work. I was working at St. Vincent's Hospital in New York City. It was the most beautiful morning I'd ever seen. On 9-11, I was working downtown on L Street. I was at work at the Library of Congress. I was a senior in high school. That morning, I was going into my American government class. Someone shouted from an adjacent window that a plane had just hit the World Trade Center. We ran over and we saw smoke billowing out of one of the towers. Actually, I thought it was just a mistake. We all continued to work. We just kept continuing to work. Nobody knew what was going on. We all started talking amongst each other. We just got a report in that there's been some sort of explosion at the World Trade Center in New York City. Neighbor came over and shouted us, turn on the news, you gotta see this. We don't know yet whether this was an accident, some sort of planned incident. The teacher had the news on when we walked in. As we were coming in the room and sitting down, that's when the second plane hit, and that's a moment I will never forget. 
human oh loss. I mean, do you know if there were many people in the building? Oh, another one just hit. Something else just hit. A very large plane just oh. flew directly over my building, and there's been another collision. People started screaming over the radio that we were under attack, we were under attack. Instantly, I was trying to call my dad because New York City is his route. He's a truck driver and he drives there every morning and it was so frustrating. I was just so worried. I was very concerned because my grandfather is in New York, but luckily he wasn't in the city at the time. Okay, these are live pictures now of the Pentagon. You can see this thick black smoke. One this of our workers no in the office claimed that she did hear a boom that turned out to be the plane hitting the Pentagon. So. It's a lot closer than, uh, than people think. It was about two miles away from downtown Washington. And on the morning of September 11th, the phone did ring. It was my mother calling, and she said, get up, turn on the TV, we're being attacked. It seems so surreal. Thought to myself, I'm going to war. Delta wing jet fighters circling overhead. There's just a couple of helicopters, apparently police helicopters circling overhead. My leader went into my offices and looked from a window in a conference room. And um, when we saw the first building fall, I think that's when people really started getting frightened. What came down? What came down? We crashed. The other trade center's down. It's down. It's down. People were scattering all over the place. People was crying looking for loved ones, for their children. I guess chilling thing I remember is that after each tower went down, it turned absolutely black outside. You couldn't see a thing. It went from white to absolute black twice. We stood outside of the hospital. We waited for the ambulances to bring injured folks in. We were gonna try to save who we could but there was nothing to do. No patients came. There are indeed reports from the Federal Aviation Administration uh, that, that there are possibly one or two more planes that have been hijacked this morning and are still missing. This is the uh, remains of a airplane crash over on uh, Lambertsville Road. The uh, explosion shook the house clear over here. Shook the heck out of the house. I don't know what else is happening. They ran one into the Pentagon and into the World Trade Center. And we're watching it on TV. And this one happened. Just thought that perhaps the passengers might have, uh, have stormed these guys and tried to take uh, the airplane back in control or at least make sure that it didn't hurt anybody else. Uh, all of this we hope to find out more about. The guys who decided they would fight back had to be really brave guys. Um, you know, when you know you're heading to pretty much the end, to be able to still want to try and make a difference, it, I think it's pretty amazing. At the end, people was, that you did, never would speak to, you was actually helping each other to get to where they needed to go. As New York City, it just made us more closer and more stronger. My teacher spent a lot of the time trying to make us remember that no matter how bad it is, that it will get better and 
this too shall pass. From that day forward, I was a soldier for life. I started at Ground Zero, finished there around February of 2002, and since then I've done three tours in Iraq. Never in my life did I think I would witness so many grown men cry between the beginning of 9-11 through all my tours in Iraq. I hope America never forgets.